Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> Hello there. How enraptured I am to see you. Back at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today a peculiar item has caught my eye, and I thought it would be a very interesting item for you to take a look at. If you'll follow me to the art section of the shop, this is a particular piece by an unknown artist. Now, upon first glance, this canvas may look like it has but yellow paint brushed upon it, the strokes haphazard, but if you look closely, you'll see more depth. You'll see the mystery, the intrigue, the beauty, and the horror. And therein lies the essence of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope as we look at the new Shudder documentary, Dario Argento, Panico. So Dario Argento, Panico, as I said, is a documentary that came out on Shudder this late last week, and it was something that kind of piqued my curiosity because Dario Argento is one of those directors that I wish I've seen more of than I actually have. And I think there's a lot of horror fans like that. Now, there are certainly Dario Argento fans that love him and have watched every one of his movies, and rightfully so, because he's a brilliant director in the genre that uh, he does, that, that sub-genre of giallo. But his movies are just not movies that I've seen or taken the time to see. I, I've, I've seen a couple of them. I've seen bits and pieces of some, but I, I haven't really delved into Dario Argento like I, I wish I would. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, you know, this will be interesting to watch. Maybe it'll give me a little more insight into him as a director and springboard me into watching more of his movies. And I think that's exactly what it did. Now, I thought, well, this probably won't be a long episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I'm sure there are a lot of other horror fans like me out there that are aware of Dario Argento, have watched some of his works. Uh, but haven't really immersed themselves in the brilliance of this director who revolutionized the giallo subgenre of horror and was so influential in the horror that's come after that. And we'll kind of delve into all of that. This is not going to be a, a movie or a documentary where I'm going to spoil a lot of things, but there may be some spoilers. If you, know, if you want to watch this documentary and not know anything about what's going to be talking talked about in the documentary certainly uh, I'll spoil some things but uh, I am going to talk about this and uh, we're going to talk about it in some detail uh, at least some of the parts of this documentary that affected me and made me appreciate Dario Argento so if you feel like you don't want to know anything about this doc before you watch it I suppose I should give out a spoiler warning so uh, from here on out we are going to be in some spoiler territory but it was a uh, a thing where Dario Argento from me I, I've seen a couple of his his works. He did a couple episodes of 
the Masters of Horror series, uh, the episode Jennifer and then Pelts. And I remember Jennifer was a really creepy and really intense episode and story. And knowing what I know about Dario Argento from the few things, few bits and pieces of things I've seen of his, and even now more so having watched this documentary on him, I, I see even more of what he brings to the table as a horror director. And while this certainly wasn't a giallo film, this definitely, you saw those notes of what he does in, in that subgenre of horror. Uh, you saw him bring that out in this. And it, Jennifer was a, a really good episode, one of my favorite episodes. The other episode was Pelts. And there again, it, it wasn't a giallo film or or even story but you could see elements of that in this story and for those that aren't familiar with giallo uh, giallo is a type of film it means yellow in italian and it's based off of the series of books they were kind of crime mystery pulp novels from back in like the 30s and the covers of all of these had a yellow background they were from a particular publisher that had like this uniform yellow background to all these books so giallo films are derived from that because giallo is kind of one part noir crime mystery a lot of times you'll have a detective or some sort of murder that needs to be solved it's one part that and another part kind of psychological horror bordering on splatterhouse horror and there's uh you know there's a lot of sexploitation in it there's really no one term that can define what giallo is as a, a subgenre of horror it is a lot of different elements that that make up this form of horror but the great thing about giallo is that it really was the precursor to a lot of the slasher films that we got in the late 70s and in through the 80s and dario argento well he didn't come up with this i mean he didn't he didn't start the giallo film subgenre a lot of people consider Mario Bava's The Girl Who Knew Too Much from 1963. Uh, a lot of people consider that probably the first giallo film, but Dario Argento really popularized it and started to make it go mainstream, if you will, with 1970s The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Now, the one thing about this um, documentary that really interested me was how Dario Argento got his start. You know, he started out as a film critic, and, and then he became a screenwriter, actually writing Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. Then he became a director, and The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, his directorial debut, uh, as well as a writer. I mean, he's always written his movies for the most part. Any, any movie he's directed, he's written. But it was also really interesting to see how his upbringing also influenced his filmmaking and which kind of led him into the giallo subgenre of horror because of the, his depiction of women. His mother was a photographer and she photographed a lot of the, the starlets, the Sophia Lorenz of the time and was always photographing these beautiful women. And Dario Argento told this story about how, you know, he would go and watch these women as they're getting ready and getting their makeup done and seeing how these these women are made beautiful and how his mother posed them and, and made them beautiful in the, the photographs that she took. And that really played an important part of his upbringing and it led into his filmmaking. Because when you watch 
a lot of these films, you know, so many of these films are not only beautifully shot, but these these women, these heroines that uh, these stories are based around, and not all of them are women. There are some some men, but everyone's just very stylish, and I think that's a part of the giallo subgenre is the the stylish and, and beautiful people. But Dario Argento uh, really knew how to make. Uh, people and especially beautiful women pop on the screen and it was really interesting to see you know if you watched any of his movies you you noticed this when you watched them but to see where that started with his mother and his mother's work in photography was was really kind of interesting to to kind of hear the backstory on that I think another thing that I thought was really cool uh, because they delved into a bit of how Dario Argento started to work with Goblin uh, kind of a, I don't want to say a prog rock. I mean, they, they really bored on a lot of different things, part prog rock, prog seventies, uh, you know, stadium rock. Uh, they later got into some electronica stuff, but, uh, they were banned. I think he first featured them on deep red, uh, and, and Suspiria, but he worked with them and the, the leader of that group, uh, later on in some of his later films. And it just added another essence to his films and, and to the giallo genre of film, because that is another telltale, you know, for, for somebody that didn't create the genre, he certainly did pioneer it. And there's so much of what that genre is because of what he did in a lot of his films through the 70s. Now, this film is a, a lot of talking head bits. It's mostly in Italian. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, his family and his friends and his peers that uh, were in Italian film uh, all speak in Italian. So you got to watch this mostly in subtitles. They do have a couple English-speaking talking heads on there, one of those being Guillermo del Toro. And, and I really loved his insight into... Dario Argento. I mean, his views on his films and how the universe and the savagery of the universe in Argento's films was was really interesting. That notion that in an Argento film, everything is out to get you. The universe is out to get you. Life is out to get you. The guy on the street corner is out to get you. And and just listening to Guillermo del Toro talk about Argento and and some of those themes throughout his films was was probably one of my favorite parts of this, other than hearing some of the stories from Dario Argento's sister and his two daughters, Fiore, and uh, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, it might be Fiore, uh, and Asia Argento, two wonderful women who've been working in uh, cinema over the years as well, uh, you know, kind of following in their father's footsteps in some regard or another. But I really enjoyed a lot of these talking heads, especially the ones from the people who knew Dario Argento the most. But outside of those, like the family and the very close friends, uh, Guillermo del Toro and his views on Argento's films were some of the most profound parts of this documentary for me. And it was also kind of cool to see where the turning point was. I think trauma, I think the film trauma was kind of the turning point for Argento where his film started to become a little more Americanized instead of 
seeing these, uh, you know, chase scenes and seeing these dark alleys and stuff in these ancient cities in, in Italy and in Europe, you started seeing things in like New York City. You started seeing more uh, American actors. But it was a very interesting documentary that didn't give you a deep insight into every movie. If you want to know how every movie Argento made was was made and crafted, this isn't it. I mean, this isn't the documentary for you. Uh, I think you'll still enjoy it and get something out of it. But, but this really is kind of a rough overview of where he was when he created every movie and, and where he was personally when he created these movies. There were some really interesting parts where like, you know, as a younger director, he was talking to some interviewer about just getting the whim to throw himself out the window and commit suicide one day. And I, I don't, I can't remember if he said he would talk to a, a therapist or, or somebody, but they said, you know, put a put a wardrobe in front of the window so you have to move it and think about it before you actually do it. And it was just very, it was almost heartbreaking to a degree and haunting when he's talking about, he thought about killing himself. I mean, he's at probably the height of his career. He said he wasn't sad. He just had a successful film. He has a successful film career. He just got it in his head that he should throw himself out the window one day. And it was it was only the idea that he didn't want to do that to his daughters that kept him from doing it. And it was, it was a really bizarre point in the documentary. And for the most part, you know, if you're looking for a documentary that, you know, spills the tea on Dario Argento and all the dirty, dark secrets uh, to, to mirror against all the triumphs and all the good... Uh, this isn't it. This really is a celebration of Dario Argento as a filmmaker and as a person. So you're not going to get any dirty, dark secrets. But this is probably the darkest his story went in this. Uh, not to say there's dirty, dark secrets about him. But this this is probably one of those things that uh, didn't feel like a celebration of Dario Argento. It, it really felt like, oh gosh, this this guy is, you know, he's he's human too. And he... He gets those feelings and, and those emotions that sometimes are so overwhelming that you contemplate those things. And it was it was a very sobering part of this. But really, if you're you're watching a Dario Argento film, just the sheer artistry of watching him, whether whether it's because it's a giallo film or whether it's just because it's an Argento film, the beautiful colors and the imagery and the play of light and dark and these bizarre circumstances that that people are in just because. You don't need to ex be explained uh, why this is happening. It's just happening. He throws you into his world that he's created unapologetically, and you either have to sink or swim. And if you sink, you're, you're going to go down and all the pretty colors and the pretty lights are, are going to hypnotize you as you go down with this. But if you, but if you swim and you get what's going on, uh, there's still, I mean, you still have a, a story that is so sometimes bizarre sometimes uh, captivating in a hypnotic way that many times you're you're not even sure what's happening but you're you're so entranced in the ride that by the time you get to the end you're like whoa 
How did, we, how did I get here? But I think that's one of the things that I really like about the what I have watched of Dario Argento is the imagery. The imagery is stunning. The places he films and, and the colors he uses to to create these things and the striking redness of the blood. And I know that was a big thing in the 70s. Uh, blood looked like paint. And the brighter, the better. And I think that's another uh, kind of hallmark of giallo film is that bright red blood. But you, you have that and just striking colors is is one of the things that I took away most from, from the things I have seen of Dario Argento. On top of the mystery and on top of the bizarre nature of some of the circumstances. Uh, but the one thing that I found very interesting is Dario Argento's explanation between terror and panic. You know, he, of course, wants you to be afraid. He wants you to be scared. He wants you to feel fear and terror. But more importantly, he's looking to elicit panic in you. And there's a, a couple quotes that I, I got from this. I really enjoyed because it really spoke a lot to Dario Argento. He says, terror is a phrase that beginners provoke. I'm looking for panic, which is something more. It's a deeper penetration. He went on to say, if we want to compare panic to terror and fear, we can say that fear, for example, is a feverish state with a temperature of 100.5. Instead, panic is 106 degrees temperature. That is delirium. Now, he said those things when he was a younger director, and I like how they had uh, older Dario Argento now saying, kind of adding to that, expanding on that. He says panic is also something quite uh, inexplainable. That takes you to a dimension you don't know that you can't control. And and both of those quotes from Dario Argento, both past and present, speak a lot to the type of films he makes. Films very much inspired by the greats like Alfred Hitchcock. I know he mentioned Sergio Leone uh, being a, a big influence on his. And Leone definitely had a filming style that that translated to what you see in Argento's work. And then there was another quote at the very end of this documentary, uh, back when, when Argento was younger, and he was asked about uh, why he does what he does. And he kind of skirts around the idea at first, but then he kind of gets to the point of what he wants to say, and it simply was, I do what I do because I want to be loved. And I think that's any artist any person that creates something does what they do because they want the people that experience it to get something from it, which ultimately leads to joy. Whether it is a horror film, if you like horror films and he does a good horror film, uh, you're going to be scared. You're going to be put into a state of panic. You're going to be freaked out and terrified. But at the end of the day, that's what you're going there for. And when it's all said and done and the adrenaline stops pumping and your heartbeat slows down, you get a smile on your face because you got exactly what you were looking for and that sense of joy. And it's that sense of joy that leads to an admiration for the filmmaker for, for giving you exactly what you wanted. And admiration, once you get it enough times, turns into love and, and everybody who creates wants that. They want to cultivate a following of people 
that love them for what they do, for what they create. Even me with this podcast, I do what I do because I want you to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy my thoughts on things. and Or, or maybe you don't necessarily agree with me, but you like that what I say stirs something in you that... Uh, while we can't have a discourse back and forth, you're in your own mind, you're, you know, you're countering what I said with something else in your own mind. You, you start that inner monologue and you start that inner debate and, and you have fun listening to what I say. You might not agree with me or my positions or my opinions or views, but you like that what I say stirs something in you, uh, uh, an inner conversation, an inner dialogue. And I want that whether you enjoy me or not. Whether you agree with me or not, I want you to enjoy listening to me because I want you to, to feel that joy after you're done listening to this podcast. And I want you to love every time you see there's a new episode coming up. You may not, but that's what I that's what I hope for. Much like Dario Argento, uh, not to compare myself to him. When you're talking about what he does as an artist and what I do as a podcaster, it's like Dario Argento is Da Vinci and I'm sitting here coloring with those big thick crayons and i am definitely going outside the lines and not in a good way but ultimately it was really an interesting perspective on dario argento and his career and his films and it was really interesting for somebody that wasn't as well versed in dario argento films and, and there are so many of them like i said the bird with the crystal plumage probably what spearheaded everything for him uh suspiria deep red inferno even into the 80s when he did demons 2 and, and stuff like that and, and he's still doing things today i mean like i said he was on a couple episodes of masters of horror he came out with dark glasses last year which i believe you can still watch on shutter uh they shutter actually just added a few dario argento films that you can go on there and watch so uh i know for me Watching this really made me appreciate the fact that I haven't watched nearly enough Dario Argento films and that I need to start watching more Dario Argento films. And I think that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this because I hope you'll watch this documentary. And if you haven't watched many Dario Argento films, uh, understand him. Understand what these films are about and, and why these films are. And then hopefully, like me, you'll go back and start watching some of these uh, classic giallo films. Because like I said, without these films, we wouldn't have the slasher films that we love from the late 70s with Halloween and John Carpenter. We wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have those slasher films through the 80s because giallo really was a precursor for that. So go check it out. Dario Argento, Panico. It is a an excellent documentary on the great filmmaker Dario Argento. You can check it out on Shudder now. I want to thank everyone for listening to my thoughts on Panico. You can check out more about what's going on with Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on our socials, Instagram, and Facebook. We're always posting about horror, fantasy, and science fiction as well as our latest episodes and no matter where you listen to this podcast like follow subscribe to it please leave a review five stars would be awesome but most importantly share this podcast with anyone that you know that loves horror fantasy and science fiction help us spread the word and uh, get those numbers up so until next time 
Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!